Good morning, everyone. It is June 5th, 2018. And today, um, we're going to be switching gears a little bit. I'm still going to be talking about um, the DV um, series, but today I'm going to meet Ms. Flora from Life Lessons, share a couple of definitions and some scripture about faith and spiritual abuse. Um, before I bring her on, I'm just going to bring us one scripture and then another definition so joshua the first chapter ninth verse reads have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go and then the spiritual manipulation which is also part of spiritual abuse there are churches that will abuse their power and there are cult leaders and she might mention that today there are cult leaders that use the bible and they twist it and they contort it and they utilize the scripture in such a way that has people in a form of bondage so that is that is where the spiritual abuse and spiritual manipulation comes in as part of domestic violence because it's changed you take the word of god and you twist it you manipulate it to get people to follow, get people to do what that person would want them to do. So it is extremely, um, it is extremely important that we stay in our word. And even more so, even when you're in your word, sometimes you have to look also at the actions of a person and be mindful and watch because you need to watch as well. Um, sometimes we can read the word and get so caught up in reading the word like this person is speaking the word of God. Oh, this is amazing. But you're not watching what they're doing. You're not watching their actions because the Bible always says you can test them by their fruit. So if they're doing actions contrary to what they are sharing from the word, you must be watchful and mindful. And that will help you stay away. And I know that um, I'll be sharing some things later about that. But I hope that what is going on today that it's something is touching you and, and um, helping you to open your eyes in what spiritual abuse is. And so Ms. Flora's going to come and share about faith and spiritual abuse. And she's got a message today. So I hope you guys will have an amazing Tuesday and I'll be back tomorrow with some more. God bless. Tanika. Sorry, it took me so long to get back to you. I just got my message yesterday. But uh, in, in uh, reference to your question, uh, let's look at faith for a minute. Fundamentally, you have to have faith even to come to God and to believe that he is and, and accept Jesus as your Savior and that he died for our sins and raised and he will come back again. But uh, let's talk about faith, how you get it, by hearing. Sometimes you're taught by your family, your, your, your priest or, or pastor. And they preach the word, but most of all, you see, you're going to get it by seeing. You're going to get it by observation. And you're going to see your, your mother go forth and say, I just believe God that he's going to do this and God does it. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. And we're talking about Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith come by hearing is Romans 10.17. Uh, so we're talking about the substance. Look like it's going to cut off. I have to continue. Okay, where were we? We were talking about the substance of things hoped for. When you have an orange and you squeeze the orange and get the juice, the substance of that orange is in the juice. That means the vitamins, the nutrition, and everything good in that orange is in the juice. So when you have faith, 
you have the peace as if you have that article or thing or or whatever you are wishing for. You have the peace and walk as if you have it. So that's the substance. It's also a defensive weapon, Ephesians 6. So taking the shield of faith, wherever you're going to be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. So you're going to believe that God protects you. You're going to walk in his word, number one, and then believe that he is protecting you, and he does. Uh, The essentials of prayer. So let's talk about that. He said, if you don't have faith, don't even worry about praying because you have to have faith to even talk to God and believe that he hears you. Walk in faith. But you want an example of faith? Look at David. David was a young boy, and he, he was the youngest of the family. When, when, uh, when the priest came to, to his father's house to anoint someone for the, for the kingship, David wasn't even there. He was tending the sheep out in the field. So he lined his sons up, and the wall didn't flow. He went to each one by one by one. No, they're not the one. He said, you got to have, do you have another son? Do you have another he said, yeah, we got a little shepherd boy, a little young boy out in the field with the sheep. He said, we're not going to sit down until he comes. They did send for David, and when David came, he was anointed. The oil did flow, you know, because he was the youngest, the smallest. And here he comes with all these dirty sheep <laughs> that he's been tending. He didn't bring the sheep with him, but that's what he, his job was. And that's probably what he smelled like. But he, nevertheless, he was the anointing of God. So his older brothers went, and he joined the army. Saul's army, he was, they're going to fight, right? They're in this valley, and this, this giant, you know the story. He, he dared this Philistine. This, he dared anybody. Come on. Who, who's, who's big enough to fight me? What, what are you going to do with me? And they, when David saw it, he said, wait a minute. He ran to him. He said, I've been a shepherd tending sheep for my father. Whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I'd go after it. I'm reading from the Message Bible, First uh, Samuel 17. I'd go after it, knock it down, rescue the lamb. And if it turned on me, I'd grab it by the throat, wring its neck, and kill it. Lion or bear, it made no difference. I killed it. And I'll do the same to this Philistine pig who is taunting the troops of God. God will deliver me from the teeth. He, he, God delivered me from the teeth of the lion and the claws of a bear. He will deliver me from this Philistine. Saul finally said, go. God help you. Saul outfitted David. And you know the story. Outfitted David in his armor, but it was too big. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't hardly walk. He couldn't budge. He said, nah, move all this stuff out of the way. I'm not used to it. And he took a shepherd's staff. And selected five smooth stones. And you know the story. He he used his sling, the thing that he had with him. Whatever we have, God can use. And did. The the Philistine paced back and forth, his shield bearer in front of him, and noticed David. He took one look down at him and sneered, You young apple-cheeked peach fuzz. Now, this has been a message. (laughs) The Philistine ridiculed David, in other words. Am I a dog that you come after me with a stick? And he cursed him by his gods. Come on, Philistine. I'll make roadkill out of you and, <laughs> and feed the buzzards. I'll turn you into a tasty morsel for the field mice. David, see, you come to me with sword and spear and a battle axe. I come to you in the name of God and of the angel armies of the God of Israel troops who you curse and mock. And that's faith. 
I, I just wanted to give you a good example. He ran to do it. Now, his older brothers, everybody was afraid. The older, big, burly men that's in the Army, they didn't have, they didn't approach him because he was so big. He was nine feet tall, taller than everybody there. But this little young boy, and they say David was about 18 years old, young, small boy. But he had a huge amount of faith, and he ran on his faith. He did what he said he would do. He said, I'll take your sword, cut your head off, and feed your, your body to, to the vultures, to the birds. He did just that. In the name of the Lord, though, when he sung, slang this, the sling and the rock hit him in the forehead, it wasn't so much his power as the power of God went behind that rock and did kill him. <laughs> and he did take his head off. You talking about faith? Oh, come on. Look at, just look at Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and, and, and think about all the things that they did by faith. We have to even come to God by faith. But you, the second part of your question was spiritual abuse. It can, everything that we're taught can be distorted from the Word of God, can be distorted, diluted, to deceive many and lead many astray. Let me give you some examples. I was thinking about now, how could there be spiritual abuse? I think by simply distorting the word of God and, and getting your own, your own theory and taking it as, as gospel, as your own gospel, not the gospel. Timothy, the fourth chapter, in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. This is Timothy 4.12. And doctrines of devils, evil spirits, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That means they have the, it's insensible. They don't they don't feel anything. We have the the ones that call themselves I don't know what they call themselves. They call themselves believers, but what they do is they have they use different circles and chants and candles and exercises and this is bodily exercises profit little. Uh, they're, they're let, he's letting you know that they use profane and old wives tales and then call that a religion. And they, they really do because it is seductive that if you dress a certain way and come and join our group and this is how we dress and this is how we pray and we've got the truth on our side, it can be very seductive if you're looking for answers. But it can't deceive the elect or the chosen of God because you have the word behind you. You know truth from hypocrisy. You know truth from lies. You know better than to try to get your palm read to get something done in your life. You know better than all of that. Uh, spiritual abuse, I think, is any, anyone that uses their power or their position to deceive and, and betray people that are searching for the truth. And keep them so blinded. And the enemy has his part in it too. He keeps the, the people blind. That they might go in circles. And, and But they're all searching for the truth. But thank God that he's going to let them hear before they die. Or before he comes. And let them know what just what the truth is. That Jesus did come. That he will come again. And he is coming again. And that they need to be saved and filled with his spirit. Uh, I hope that partially answers your questions. Uh, but to me, it's, it's, it's awful. When you think of Jim Jones and so many people that deceive, they, they start out good. Jim started out okay. He got lifted up in pride, and he got confused, and he got on drugs, and he got so crazy he had those people drinking poison. Hundreds of people died drinking poisons, talking about, I'm God. Come on. 
we've got to we've got to even work harder, keep the truth in in front of us, let other people know and and just be led by the Lord and have prayer, have him guide us, lead us, stay in the spirit, be led by the spirit and we'll be okay. God bless you. Thank you.